Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Keep McPherson on the fan. I, I was actually online today. Eddie Gonzalez, who is uh, KD's right-hand man and uh, works for the Boardroom 35 Ventures. Uh, we used to live not too far from each other. I've had him on the fan a couple times, actually. He put out a tweet, and he's like, what was the last physical music that you purchased? And I had to think about it, and I'm like, the last CD, and I have it somewhere, the last CD I bought was Fetty Wap, titled Fetty Wap. <laughs> the Fetty Wap album. Jersey Guy Patterson had the support, and like when Fetty Wap came on the scene, he did not miss. Everything he put out was a banger, and he had a sound that that summer... He, he he owned that summer. Shout out to Fetty Wap. Uh, I think he might be incarcerated. I know he got into some trouble. He was doing some things he wasn't supposed to do. But, yeah, Fetty Wap, uh, 1738, Remy Boys. What a time to be alive. I know I'm getting old because next year that'll be 10 years ago. That's wild. Good grief. Bro, that was a quick <laughs> period of time, but it was a good period of time. Yeah, I had some fun. Uh, right around the corner um, at SOB's. Or was that SOB's around the corner? Yep. Yeah, right out around the corner, SOBs, like this time, let's say six years ago, more. Um, it had to, eight, nine years ago, I stood outside and waited for Fetty Wap to perform, and none of us got in there. Damn. <laughs> Damn. You know what that turned into? That turned into everybody freestyling outside, people trying to like give their mixtapes, their business cards out, people politicking. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get in that night. We came up to see Fetty Wap. We didn't even get in the building. <laughs> It'd be I, like that. No, it, that's how exactly how it used to be. You go to these shows and they get packed out. You think you can like pay at the door and get in? No, the line was OD. I remember waiting in the line. It was freezing. Uh, we just were trying to support a Jersey guy making it. Fetty Wap came out of nowhere with Trap Queen and uh, you know all those songs. Baby, anyway. won't you come my way? Hey, then. <laughs> Drake jumped on it. All I got to do is put my mind to it. Wow. What a time. Anywho, 877-337-6666. We've got uh, 11 minutes until my guest comes. Before the break, I was talking about how the Mets have smartened up. They're not giving guys these long-term deals, right? Anthony Rendon is the talk of baseball right now. I just saw, who did I just see yapping about Anthony Rendon? I'm like, bro, shut up. Jonathan Papelbon. He's always got something to say about somebody. Pap, shut up. Bryce Harper should have smacked you. He's got something to say about Anthony Rendon. And, um, you know, Anthony Rendon, he made his money off of what he did. They write these contracts based off of what you've done. They have no idea what you're going to do. Steve Cohen and David Stearns aren't writing these big deals. Even the guys that they signed, Harrison Bader, one-year deal. Luis Severino, one-year deal. 
uh, Sean Mania, two-year deal. Like, they're not giving these guys these long, drawn-out contracts. They're not spending like they used to spend in baseball. The whole league has smartened up. And even they have smartened up from thinking they could get a quick pop giving a guy a high AAV for one years, two years, a, a washed older arm. How'd that go? They're not doing that anymore. And as a fan, <clears throat> excuse me, as a fan, you should feel good about them actually like learning from their own mistakes. Frank is in Ridgefield, Connecticut on the fan. What's up, Frank? Hey, Keith. First time I, I haven't called you before, but I, I enjoy your show. Oh, thanks. And who doesn't love Big Zoo, man? Big Zoo is a, a fan favorite, a WFAN favorite. I don't think there's anybody that's ever said a bad word about Zoo. And if they did, he will yeah. probably handle them, pick them up, body slam them, because Zoo is like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just think you're being a little bit too soft on Rendon, because what I heard, I didn't hear the audio of him saying that, and like you said, it wasn't available, but whatever. But oh no! I can, I, heard, I can get it. We'll get we'll get the audio so people can hear how well, how he said what he said. But go on. But what I heard that really got me was since he signed that contract, he hasn't played more than fifty eight games in the three years each year, uh, other than you know one COVID I guess was the first year, so maybe that doesn't count. Who knows how many he played then? But I think that might be what kind of ticks people off. Of course it is. Now, I'm, of course it is. Fan like you are. So, uh, but you know, I, I, you know, Andy Pettit. I'm sure, you know, when he said his piece, like you were talking about before, he just it, it just sounded like it came over a lot better than this guy. That's all. But 58 games, you know, for 245 million. I mean, that is a lot. I mean, he's still got some years left. We'll see what happens. And of course, the Angels, you know, historically have no pitching. And um, they've historically given contracts to um, <clears throat> players that. The, the return on investment wasn't there. Um, Albert Pujols, right. uh, Josh Hamilton, um, even oh. even Mike Trout. Mike Trout isn't healthy, and he's got a mega contract. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just yeah. I look at it as like it's baseball fans crying about something that it's like, listen, this guy's hurt, and so what? It's not your money. He's not robbing you. He's robbing the Angels. Thanks for the call, Frank. I don't have any problem with that. The the Angels should smarten up. Stop being dumb. The Angels made a lot of dumb moves. Sell the franchise. Hire a David Stearns. There's a reason why you lose. There's a reason why you had this generation's Mickey Mantle and he never sees October. Because you do a lot of dumb stuff. And so this is just the latest one. Do we have the audio of Rendon? It wasn't like Rendon was saying this maliciously. It wasn't even like he was saying it in a way where he was like thumbing his nose. He was just talking. These guys have reported. And imagine being Anthony Rendon reporting for your job and you've got a bunch of nerds with iPhones pointed at you, ready to pounce on you because they feel like you haven't earned your contract. Is it still a top priority for you? That's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. So I do this to make a living. Uh, my faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Is it a priority? Oh, it's a priority for sure. This is my job. I'm here, aren't I? Do you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys at <laughs> 7 in the morning or whatever time it is. So... Did you, I mean, do you want? I mean, do you want to like be here playing baseball? I have answered your question. So why do you keep picking at it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you technically answered it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, clearly, uh, they got to check on Anthony Rendon because earlier this year he did a podcast where he said, "I do not wish this life upon anybody." And people think that money is everything. It's not, right? 
Money can't buy you love. can't buy you happiness. He's got his priorities in order. He's a good baseball player. He hasn't been healthy. I'm sure he's going to uh, attempt it. But someone's got to check on this man. I said before, he smacked the koofy off an Oakland Athletics fan. Y'all don't remember that? That went viral. He reached up and smacked the fan. That's somebody that needs help. That's somebody that is literally crying for help with his comments about, I do not wish this life upon anybody. It's not that bad, Anthony. You live in sunny California. You're paid to play a kid's game. But what he's saying is what comes along with all of these millions is this expectation. And, you know, he's not going to retire, but, like, it seems like this guy is going through a lot. Where's Jacoby Ellsbury? Can we bring Jacoby Ellsbury to the front? <laughs> Jacoby, come to the front of the congregation. You stole a lot of money as well. But since you were quiet about it, we just forgot all about it. Gary's in Nagatuck, Connecticut on the fan. What's up, Gary? My man, Pots and Pan. Hey, I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> What's going on, Keith? Not too much. Gary, what you got for us tonight? Hey, how's Jackson doing? Good, good. He is cute. He is bit. smart. He is now learning the wheels on the bus where he can put his arms in a motion like, you know, when the referees do a travel motion, he can do that. He's starting to clap his hands for the first time. He loves his mom. He first was doing the da-da-da-da, but now he's mom, 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 mom. <laughs> oh, he skipped dad. <laughs> well, he forgot about dad. Uh, with him being sick, yeah. I have to, like, wipe his boogers and, and give him medicine and nasal spray, and he gets mad at me for doing that. So right now, him and I are at odds a bit. Uh, he'd much rather be in the care of his mother, and that's fine because I got to go to work at night when he goes to sleep. I see him very here and there sparingly on the weekend, I see him. Uh uh-huh. Well, how old is he now? 10 months. Going well, on 11. Going on 11. All right. Nice. Yeah, I'm blessed. Yeah, so, yeah, go ahead. I'm blessed. I I just, the fact that my son exists, Jackson McPherson lives in my apartment. I'm sick because of him, but at the same time, it it's all <laughs> worth it. I just, I, I'm dreaming the dreams of him being a grown man one day, and I'm working to do everything that I can to make sure his life is set up the right way. Nice. Good to hear it. Yes, sir. So what I called about was I was listening to you, and you were talking about trades, and maybe some teams have surplus in certain areas. What do you think about the air, uh, surplus areas with the Yankees, if they have any? Outfielders, maybe, right? I, I joked about Stanton being in shape and getting back to being a baseball player. I'm like, well, now we don't need you to play the outfield. we got plenty of guys that can play in the outfield now. Uh, right. Maybe they have some arms. It seems like the Yankees always have these random arms, these random guys that we're like, who is this guy coming up? And that's why they're so expendable. That's why they just, you know, they can send J.P. Sears, Luis Medina, uh, uh, Ken Wall to chuck away. I just was reading up on Chase Hampton the other day. I'm like, all right, cool, like, I guess they've got reinforcements there. Clayton Beater, Will Warren, Luke Weaver, Cody Boutique, uh Victor Gonzalez. Like, there's a bunch of random names that we're going to get familiar with during spring training. I put that on Cashman, though. Cashman, you know what you have and what you don't have. Out of nowhere, we made a trade during spring training to get a platinum glove catcher a couple years ago because the Texas Rangers, who went on to win the World Series, they no longer had room for Jose Trevino. They sent him to us. Worked out pretty well. Yeah, well, thank you for your knowledge, Keith. I I like to hear it, and I'm down for a 
Girardi, uh, um, I'm sorry, Gardner Day. Girardi Day, too. Girardi's back on the yes. Now, we're going to be interesting to see what he has to say uh, after the game, especially with Brad Ausmus, another former manager as the Yankees bench coach, and then Aaron Boone in the final year of his contract. Pressure's on. Yeah, and I think Dom was correct. Stanton's kind of a pansy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you know, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the call. You guys calling John Carlos Stanton a pansy is funny. <laughs> Between Gary and Dom, if you guys have ever seen, like I've, I've, I have a picture with John Carlos Stanton. I ran into him in 2014 at the All Star Game in whatever hotel we were in, and they were doing the media day. I said it the other night. I forget. I think I was talking to, um, I forget who I was talking to, but I said he's like Megatron. When I saw him in 2014, he looks like an NFL football player. He looks like. An Autobot. He's just walking like he's a, like he's a, a machine. He's he's the Terminator. But he's slimmed down now so that he can be a little more flexible, limber, not have those soft tissue injuries and run. But like that's not a guy that you want to call a pansy. John Carlos Stanton is is far from soft and a pansy. He just similar to Anthony Rendon gets hurt a lot and makes a lot of money. And hasn't played as many games as you would hope for him to play. But that's baseball, Susan. All right, joining us right now to talk some baseball. This guy, I've already queued up a bunch of times. I got a ton of respect for what he's been able to do with his career. I mean, I talk all the time about how many of us kind of just made it out of Twitter. Baseball Twitter, him Red Sox Twitter, me Yankees Twitter. And I'm just proud that, you know, we did first learn of him with the Barstool crew. But he went on to do his own thing with DraftKings and MLB Network and the Baseball is Dead podcast. I love. I think it's one of the best baseball podcasts out there. Joining us right now, my guy Jared Carabas. Keith, I actually, I'm going to take this opportunity right now to tell you for the first time that you, you made the wall of fame in my house. Oh, really? First off, your house, from what I've seen, is sick. <laughs> so it is. If I ever decide to come up to Fenway and take on the challenge of dealing with Red Sox fans in person, I'll have to come see that. What is it a picture of us from MLB Network or from the All-Star Game or something? Yeah, so when I was a kid, I I used to collect 8x10 signed photos of Red Sox players. And now I'm like in my mid-30s and I'm like, I know half these dudes <laughs> in real life. Like it's a little weird to have like action shots of these dudes on my wall at my house. So I started printing off like eight by tens of like me and Johnny Damon, me and A-Rod, me and Poppy. And then I got the the shot of us uh, on the stage. My first ever appearance on MLB Network that that made the wall of fame. Yeah, man. Hopefully we get to run it back on off base or whatever show or whatever coverage MLB Network. I know you guys are listening. Uh, We got to run it back. So let's talk baseball, general baseball. But Let's start, actually, obviously, because you're the Red Sox guy. I'm the Yankee guy, whatever. And, I mean, when I first got wind of you on Twitter, I hated you, but I understood. Like, I understood what this guy was doing. I'm like, this guy gets under the skin of Yankee fans. It drives up engagement. And then I saw your post today about John Carlos Stanton, and I replied, knowing I was going to have you on tonight. I'm like, worry about your boy Rafael Devers. He should be doing some running because it seems like he's worried about who's running the franchise. Let's start with Devers, man. What was he on? He came in today, and I know he's got the translator, but clearly he's not satisfied with this offseason, and I don't think you are either. 
So I think the running theme right now is that all of us feel like we were lied to. And you, you read between the lines here. It goes back to Tom Warner saying full throttle. We're going full throttle this offseason. And I don't think that that was just a promise that wasn't delivered on. I think he was probably told that at the time and something got walked back or somebody got lied to somewhere because I was here like, and I said this on the podcast the other day that Tom Warner at the time that he said full throttle, there was someone else privately in the Red Sox organization that was kind of, it kind of had the same tone. Like they were a little bit cocky being like, we're going to go out, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And they were talking big names, like we're going to put up our money here and we're going to have a banger of an off season. So you can start there. Tom Warner lied to. And then you go down to Kenley, Kenley Jansen, who came out, I believe two days ago. And he was asked about, you know, his contract situation, the trade rumors and all that. And my man goes, yeah, year one, they told us or told me, because it's a two year deal. Year one, we're going to try to contend like we'll be in it. But that year two, though, that year two is when we're going all in. And that's going to be that's going to be the team. And instead, we get a last place finish last year. And this team in 2024 is objectively worse than that team. <laughs> so he was lied to. Then you have Rafael Devers come out today. And this is a dude that, you know, he, he's not afraid to talk to the media. Uh, there's obviously a language barrier there. He can understand English. Uh, I don't think he feels comfortable speaking it in front of the media just yet, but he can understand it and he'll talk when he has something to say. So when he sat down today for 20 minutes, I'm like, damn, dude went off. And you read some of the quotes because I saw some Spanish speaking Red Sox fans that were like, yeah, the interpreter wasn't exactly saying everything that he was saying. <laughs> like he was, he was holding back some of the things that Devers was saying he was changing some words and stuff like that to make it more like team friendly. And then you get into like the real quote from the people that are interpreting this. And he just went off. He was like, yeah, I would love to say what I hope this team does, but I, you know, I got to keep my comments yeah. to myself. Can't say like, it out they loud. know what they need to do. <laughs> yeah. So like now he feels lied to and, and you look at it this way, right? This dude signed a massive contract extension. Yep. He got paid. And out of all the dudes, Mookie, Xander, Devers. Devers was the guy that got paid to stay long-term. And he went and was like, I'm going to forego free agency yep. to sign this deal so I can stay here. I'm pretty sure, and like this is not inside info or anything, but I'm pretty sure the Red Sox probably made him some promises. Like, hey, things are going to get better. Stick with us. We need you. You're a part of this. And Devers comes out today and he's like, man, I'm looking around. We didn't do anything to get better. Like they know what they need to do to get better. They're just not doing it. It's not like they don't know. They're just actively not doing it. So he's probably really upset. Like I'm sure that he was made false promises. So you've got part of the ownership group. That's like, I was lied to. You got your closer being like, I was lied to. You have the highest paid player on the team being like, I was lied to. And the fans, I mean, the fans are sitting here being like, you know, we were lied to as well. <laughs> like you're trying to sell us on this full throttle off season. And instead of signing players, you're sending us emails <laughs> to, to re-up our season ticket packages. Yeah, it's great. I, I'd rather be the Yankees than the Red Sox right now. This is how your Netflix special starts. This is how the Red Sox, uh, 
Netflix Hard Knocks series starts with Raphael Devers saying, nah, I'm not feeling it. There's things I want to say that I can't say out loud. I'm stuck here. Money can't buy you love. Money's not everything. I want a World Series. I want to win more. I mean, listen, that Netflix, like, think about it this way, right? I know that uh, the Yankees haven't won a World Series in the DVD era. I think, like, the last World Series film was on VHS for yeah, the I Yankees. Yeah, I have it. But, but when the Red Sox win World Series, the World Series film comes out in like December. So you win it late October, early November. You have the World Series film. You can relive those memories as early as December. This Netflix special, it's kind of like Hard Knocks, but it's not. Like it's not coming out in real time. So you're about to document what is probably going to be a last play season, a team with no stars, and it's coming out in spring 2025. Like, I barely, like, once the season, like, spring training starts, like, I barely care about talking about the team the year before, even if they won the World Series. It's like, hey, let's do it again. Let's move forward. Who is going to want to relive the 2024 Boston Red Sox season in 2025? I barely, it's it's February 20th. I don't even want to live it right now. After the Yankees Yankees win the World Series, we're going to watch that. We can't wait to watch that on Netflix after the Yankees win 28. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. I feel like, uh, you know, you guys, I mean, listen, you said that you're, you're happier in your situation. What if, what if, let's just say hypothetically, right? It's almost a little bit more embarrassing to, like, cause we can, we can both agree the Red Sox are actively not trying to win baseball games. Like, we're not trying to win a World Series. I don't Series. think they know what they're trying to do. The mixed messages got to be infuriating, thinking one thing and then getting another, like, as a fan in the fan base. Yeah. Directionless. No philosophy, no direction. Boston Red Sox baseball catch the fever. But the Yankees, they are actively trying to win a World Series this year. They are all in. I mean, it's going to be an embarrassing season for me. It might be a little bit more embarrassing for you if you don't win the World Series and Juan Soto signs elsewhere. Bro, I watched uh, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, and Jeremy Pena dance around and celebrate on the field up there on the yard on 161st Street in the Bronx. Um, I've watched these guys get knocked out in Fenway in a one-game elimination wilder. Yeah, like I, I'd have, I'd have taken all the embarrassment. Bring it on, bring it on. If they, if like, what else can they do to me? Juan Soto's not going anywhere. But yeah, uh, you know how the, those uh, weirdos on Twitter love to say, "Oh, this tweet's not going to age well. This Netflix mm-hmm. series not going to age well for the Boston Red Sox." Speaking of the Boston Red Sox in the World Series, your World Series was last year. The Yankees owe you one. Like, I, I didn't forget about Alex Cora and those guys popping bottles in the visiting clubhouse because they came and swept us twice in the Bronx. Like, this Yankees team owes you guys, and Alex Verdugo is leading the charge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, put it this way. People people are giving me too much credit these last couple of years because they're like, I think Jared's matured. You know, he's not he's not attacking the Yankees anymore. He's not making fun of the Yankees. He's not... He has, like, a pretty good relationship with Yankee fans now. It's not because I've matured. It's because I have no ammo. Like, we're both losers. <laughs> like, the Red Sox-Yankee rivalry, yeah. it's like the, the, the fans it's will fight warm. forever. Yeah, it's like the, the fans will always be at each other's throat. But on the field, it's like, how can you get involved in that? Like, we are absolutely uh, it's bottom weak. of the bio. Like, you guys will be fine. You guys will be fine. You'll be a decent team. You won't be the best team. You're not going to win the World Series, but you'll at least be watchable. Like, at that point, that is such a low bar. I would just love to have a watchable team this year. I'm not even going to have that. Well, you got Lucas Giolito. Um, 
Didn't Liam Hendricks just sign? Liam Hendricks just signed, but he had Tommy John, so he won't be back until like late July, Kenley early August. Kenley uh, Jansen's going to get traded. Masataka Yoshida. He's going to DH. Yoshida. They just yeah, they just they hate his defensive metrics, so now he's going to be the full time DH, which is why <laughs> Justin Turner's not back. Yeah, no, uh, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of Justin wait. Turner, Justin Turner's the only guy that added some juice to the rivalry. He he fouled a foul ball off John Sterling's head. I, I wanted to fight him after that. I You know what? I didn't realize that that was Justin Turner that did that. <laughs> I bet you, Justin Turner is the type of dude um, that I feel like any other player on the Red Sox would be like, ah, oh, that's, that's too bad that that happened. Justin Turner probably like, sent him like a fruit basket or something. He's all class. He signed the ball and he, he wrote something nice to John. He wrote something like, uh, you're never truly safe at a ball game. Like, yeah. and, and of course, John being a baseball lifer, loving baseball, absolutely loved it. John is a trooper, and and him and Susan had so much fun with that whole thing. But uh, yeah, we'll, oh, yeah, we'll see you guys soon. Let's talk general baseball, man. As I listen to your podcast, one of the things I thought as I and I, I've been trying to get you on the last couple of weeks, I'm like, man, we can't curse on the radio, so we can't actually really talk about the state of Major League Baseball and some <laughs> of the things the way that we would actually talk about them on this station because it's uh, FCC regulated, but you guys do a great job. Uh, let's talk about a few things. Your boy Rob Manfred, he's signing off. Rob Rob is on his farewell tour. He's done in five years. What do you think about that? My first thought is how cocky do you have to be to announce your retirement five years in advance? Like LeBron James is out here saying, man, I don't know if I'm going to go with, like, the Tim Duncan route and just bow out and tell no one if I'm going to do a year retirement tour. Rob Manfred's like, you know what? Five years. Five years from now is when I'm going to retire. Yep. And I saw, like, people were celebrating. Like, what are you celebrating? Like, that's a long time. Your life can change. <laughs> yeah, that's half a decade. Like, imagine, like, how much has your life personally, Keith, how much has your life changed in the last five years? Completely. That is a long time. So, I mean, I'm, me personally, I'm not even really that much of a Rob Manfred hater. Uh, I know that he he says dumb things sometimes, but I think that a lot of good has happened in the game under his watch. So, I'm not, I mean, I'm not in that, that crazy camp. He's not planning his farewell tour. He's planning his retirement golf tour. Remember we saw him practicing his golf swing during the lockout? This guy didn't give an F about anything going on in baseball. He was imagining himself golfing. He couldn't wait for the lockout proceedings to be over so he could get to his tee time the next day. Uh, This is what he's doing, though. He's setting us up for the next five five years because he's going to bow out once the league expands and we get a new team in Nashville and I, and I saw Salt Lake City. Why Salt Lake City? I don't know if you uh, – actually, you know, I don't even know if it's safe, safe for radio. We did a segment on that because obviously Dallas Braden is uh, uh, the Oakland A's broadcaster. Yep. And it was talked about maybe if they can't get something done in Vegas, if the Oakland A's would be the team that relocates to Utah. Um, there's a funny segment on the podcast about that. <clears throat> That's probably not safe for radio, but uh, either way, you know, I expansion team, whatever, like Nashville is a cool market. I would love to see baseball come back to Montreal. Yep. Uh, I've only been there one time. It was in 2016, but they still, their passion for baseball is still so very strong up there that I don't know. Like you kind of look at it from both sides, like Montreal deserves their team, Definitely. Um, but th- there's something cool about, 
the uh, Toronto Blue Olympic Jays. Olympic Park being... or Olympic Stadium? I had a trip planned to go there with my wife to see the Yankees play the Blue Jays, and then the pandemic hit. And mm-hmm. I remember even calling Air Canada or wherever we booked, booked the flights, and we were trying to cancel the flight or get the money back or whatever, and they weren't even up on it yet. We were like a couple days ahead. We're like, no, the world is shutting down. Like, we're not going to be able to go to the spring training baseball game in Montreal between the uh, Yankees and the Blue Jays, and then, of course, they, mm. they refunded us. Orlando. Remember they had the Orlando Dreamers, and they, they had that whole pitch? I think Orlando was a potential spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, keep baseball out of Florida, by the way. I mean, like, they just say, I don't know how many <laughs> examples you need before you're just like, all right, we got to stop trying. Like, how many teams are you going to put down there before you figure it out? Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, whatever. I, I, I'm all for baseball spreading throughout the globe. Um, I mean, you know, there, there's some of those, it's, it's hard once you watch like the world baseball classic and you see those environments, it's like, yeah, I know. I, I understand we can't have a big league team in Japan or Puerto Rico or something like that. But like these, these stadiums, I mean, they, baseball is religion there, like Cuba and the Dominican, like these places love baseball. Yeah. They're trying, they're going to open up the season in, uh, Seoul, Korea, the Yankees, actually, when I go down to Tampa, they're going to be in Mexico City. So they're trying to put it in different places. I've gone to the London series, Yankees, Red Sox. Um, there's a few other places that they're they're trying to bring the game. But before they go too far, like, what's up with the jerseys, bro? Like, these jerseys are oh. janky. You know me. I'm always wearing a Yankees jersey or an all-star yeah. jersey. Like, I'm big on the jerseys. I have a closet full of jerseys. When I saw these new Fanatics Nike jerseys, I'm like, why is baseball going cheap? Why are they, like, making the quality less than? Did you see Mike Trout's tweet about this? No, what did he say? And I don't know. I don't really care what Trout is a different kind of cat. And we'll talk about Trout and Rendon next. But like I don't really care about his his takes. And I always feel like he's forced to do things, right? Yeah, he's That's my change, point. Change can be good. I'm a big fan of these. I did see that. And I'm like, shut up, dude. Somebody tweeted that from your camp. You didn't physically do that. You just gave the okay. Like, yeah, whatever. Tweet it for me. Right. And he was talking about like the breathability and like the flexibility of the jersey it's like that's not what people are complaining about dude like they're complaining <laughs> about how like they they changed the mlb logo on the neck like yep. that's now lower the letters are smaller rounded uh, they're arched in a weird way uh the quality of the logos are much cheaper looking i think there was a player that off the right re- i don't know why you would say it off the record just say it dude like we all agree with you they're like yeah like it looks like these jerseys are like uh discount tj maxx jerseys yeah everyone feels that way they're they look very cheap and i get when you want to uh make the the performance of the jersey bet like you can do all, all that stuff that they're saying to defend these jerseys you can still have all that they can still be light they can still be flexible and all that without having the logos look cheaply made i i just don't get it yeah, I don't get it either. I know it's this Nike Vapor Premium. They're like this really light, thin, almost sheer material, but they're baseball jerseys. Like, I've bought authentic baseball jerseys. They weigh five pounds. They're they're thick. They're heavy. And they make you feel like, okay, that's why they cost $300 because there's a certain quality to them. But whatever. Maybe maybe it's 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 better for the, for the game, right? Maybe these guys will be faster, and that's what they want. They want the game to be faster. The pitch clock is faster. Uh, they want you to steal more bases. Do we? Do you think we're going to attract more casual fans to the game this year, the second year of the rule changes? Um, 
I mean, so the whole thing about the rule change, where where were you at on all that stuff when it first came out? Like, were you for it when it started, or did it like no, I was, did it evolve over time? I was I was open to it, right? I was like, let's see how it plays out. So many people were against it. I'm like, let's see how it plays out in spring training. And, and you know what? I just I didn't want to see the clock. I'm like, I want to watch the game. I don't need to see the countdown. I don't need it to be a shot clock. Uh, the bigger bases, whatever. The only rule that I think is dumb is Manfred's man on second. I just I've never I'll never get jiggy with that. I'll never I'll never be cool with like, oh, we gotta speed the game up. Cause I go to games and I literally go to the game. I mean, now I gotta leave the game to do this job. But most of the times when I would go to baseball games, until they kick us out, we are in this until they kick us out. You don't have to speed up extra innings by putting a ghost runner on. How'd that runner get on second? That was the only thing I really didn't like. Yeah, and and I think for me it's still open to interpretation and it's because of the injuries. Like, I think that we don't have enough data, enough information right now to where, you know, it's, we're going to need far more time to make that determination. Like is the pitch clock resulting in these elbow injuries? But at the same time, it's like every year that we go forward, you have all these places that are like velocity farms. Like you're now teaching guys to throw harder and it's not about locating anymore. Or, I mean, like, I, I know that they're, they're into like spin and all that and they, they want to cut it and they sweep it and all that. Like that, yes, there's an emphasis on that, but if you can throw 98, you can probably find a spot on a big league roster somewhere. So guys are constantly trying to teach themselves velocity, the weighted balls, working velocity. So the, the harder you throw, the more at risk you're going to be for an elbow surgery or a shoulder surgery of some kind. Right. So every year that goes forth, you're going to have more elbow injuries that you can attribute to higher velocities, but we're also having this pitch clock and you want to look at that as like, Oh, like are guys having to throw more pitches at a faster rate? Is that contributing to elbow injuries more? Like it's, it's hard to kind of like pinpoint. That's the only issue that I would ever have uh, with the pitch clock is if it were somehow determined somewhere down the line that we are attributing injuries to the pitch clock. Right. I think that Manfred's legacy is also going to be uh, shortening the season. He's gonna They're going to expand in the next five years, and they're also going to shrink the season down. They wanted to do it during the lockout, but I think that they're, they're going to shrink the season down. Uh, I feel like I always say Manfred. I'm like, I don't think Manfred likes baseball. He's strictly business, right? When he called it a a chunk of metal, talking about the World Series trophy that everybody covets and dreams of. He's like, it's just a chunk of metal. We're like, what? Like, this guy is completely out of touch. Another guy that folks think, uh, you know, is completely out of touch. But I don't don't mind it. I understand it. I'm not saying I agree with it or I would say it is Anthony Rendon. And uh, you got a lot of flack online for what you said about Anthony Rendon. And here's my take on it. I said it. I'm like... This guy, he got paid for what he did. He went back to his hometown of Houston, Texas, won the World Series, and he got a big contract from the Anaheim Angels. Shame on them. The Angels, this is what they do. So, like, they made this deal. And there's a lot of guys that have, uh, you know, got away with stealing money. There's a lot of guys. I I threw your boy Jacoby Ellsbury out there. Where's he been? He was just really quiet about all the money he made without having to play how do you feel about Anthony Rendon saying that baseball is not a priority? His family and his faith are a priority. This is a job and uh, kind of just being really real about his situation right now. I think with my tweet, people just heard what they wanted to hear. 
like a lot of the stuff that people were trying to come at me for, I didn't even say, uh, like a lot of the replies that I got were like, Oh, excuse me that someone prioritizes their faith and family over a game. I didn't say that. My tweet said, it's almost impressive how much of a miserable bleep this dude is, despite (laughs) being one of the highest paid players in the history of the game. I'm saying like, you are making, he, I believe his contract is the ninth most lucrative in baseball history. It's somewhere in there. Yeah, probably at and, the time that he signed it. And, he, and he, that's why I said someone's got to check on him, Jared. I'm like, he needs a mental health check. He needs therapy. Someone's got to check on him. He smacked a fan in Oakland. Uh, he was on a yeah. podcast earlier this month where he said he wouldn't wish this life on anybody. I'll take your life for a week, for a year. All I need is a year of your life, and I'm rich right. for life. Right. So I'm taking all, I mean, maybe it's my mistake that I assumed my audience knew that like, I know all these things. Like I'm, I'm, it's I'm not, not even your saying, audience, like, bro. It's, it's the baseball audience helicoptering in It's people that don't even follow you. They're just like, Oh, let's, yeah. let's get at this guy. I mean, the tweet has over a million views. Like my tweet has over a million views. You're good at that. You're really good at, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not even, I'm not even like trying to drum up the, the crowd. Like I literally just feel, I feel that way. So I said, that. I was like, because like, I, I, you just reached this point. Right? I'm not coming at the dude for saying I prioritize my family and my faith before my job. It's like bro is acting like he works for Amazon. Like you play <laughs> for the Angels and you make forty million dollars a year. Yeah. If I'm the owner of the Angels and I've got someone being like, I wouldn't wish this life on anyone. And like you know, if people, if the media feels like they have to ask you if baseball is still a top priority for you. That's a red flag. Like, that's not a good thing. And, and the, his response is just like, well, I'm here, aren't I? Like, he's not saying like, yeah, no, I'm excited. Like, you know, it's a, it's a new season. It's a new opportunity for me to get back out there. Like, I have a lot to prove. I've been hurt a lot. I can't wait to get back on the field and get, get with the boys. He's like, well, I showed up again. And like, uh, I'm here, aren't I? Like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Like, I never came at the dude for saying he prioritizes his family. Like, they heard what they wanted to hear. I said, for someone that makes as much money as he does, it's impressive how truly miserable he is to be, at the time that he signed the deal, one of the top 50 best players in the game and just coming off a World Series title and you made, you're, you're making 30, like close to $40 million a year and you're acting like you you're you're like you have the worst job ever like you're like an overnight yep. custodian or something right like he's that. acting like, like he cleans can't. the uh the toilets in the big a in their stadium yeah <laughs> like you get to play baseball dude and like i get it not every player in major league baseball loves baseball i understand that like you're gonna have dudes that are just like sorry uh i just happen to be really good at this it's not something where i'm gonna go home and go on ebay and collect you know, Roger Maris baseball cards and trade for like Mickey Mantle baseball cards and, and watch YouTube videos on baseball. Like I get it. It's not everyone's world. Um, but it is a slap in the face to, to those who it is their world where you get to play this game. You get to play in major league baseball and make all this money. And then you're, you're treating it like you're being shipped off to this deserted Island with no food and water. Like, you know, the real life survivor type stuff. Like, that's why I was like, this dude is just so miserable. And I don't know. I mean, I, I very clearly did not bring his family or his faith into it. It's just more his tone, his demeanor, 
well, in the history that's of what for you. he has said. That's Twitter oh, yeah. for you. You can yeah. talk about one thing and someone's going to reply with another thing. It happens to me all the time. If you're just tuning in, this is Jared Carabas on the line with me from DraftKings, Boston's very own uh, Yankees Twitter, very familiar with Jared. He's also a correspondent with the MLB Network. One more thing for you, Jared, before I let you go. Like, you know, I hear what Rendon's saying, and I did see Shohei Otani almost shed a tear playing for the Angels. I guess it really does suck over there. Like, how tired of you, or how tired are you already of seeing, oh, Shohei went deep in his first batting practice. Oh, Yashinobu Yamamoto. Oh, he's got some electric stuff. It's like they are forcing this whole Dodgers, uh, Otani, Yamamoto thing on us. I'm just, I'm, I'm never this much of a hater on the Dodgers since they came out of Brooklyn, but I'm rooting for them to fail. I'm actively on the side of like, I hope these guys lose. I have a take that you're going to hate, um, but it's the truth. I'm probably going to watch a ton of Dodgers baseball. So am I. <laughs> and I, I right get here. it from your right from your perspective, though. It's like I feel like Yankee fans are still a little bit sour that Yamamoto didn't pick the Bronx. He played everybody. I get it. I would be mad about Especially that, the too. Phillies. Yeah, we're really oh, yeah, the, the Phillies offer the most money. Yeah, we um, just found that out Yankee, today. If I'm a Yankee fan, I want – to see Yamamoto fail because it's like, oh, yeah, like you you didn't choose us, so all right, whatever. Um, but for me, my baseball team is not trying to win baseball games. So they're not invested, so I can't be invested. So now I'm looking at it as Shohei Otani, best player probably ever to play the game. He's on the same team as this dude that he won the World Baseball Classic with. They didn't lose a game in that tournament. Uh, Japan just turns, turns out superstars now. Uh, so I'm going to be, I mean, Mookie's there, Freddie Freeman's there, my boy Tyler Glasnow's there. Like, I'm going to watch the Dodgers every single night because, and you know this better than anybody as a baseball lifer, that I need to feel things. I, I, I can't just sit there and watch the Red Sox and be numb. I do I'm love Dodger Stadium. I'm definitely going to be watching. I'm going to be sitting right in here on the air till 2 a.m. watching the Dodgers games on my MacBook. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I'm not going to be sad about the Red Sox. I'm not going to be depressed. I'm sure like Yankee fans are going to try to troll me all year when they're not good. It's not going to do anything. Like I, you can't hurt me more than I've already been hurt by the fact that the Red Sox aren't actually trying. Therefore, <laughs> I'm going to watch Dodger baseball just to feel something this year because I can't. It's a, a a year of bad baseball for my favorite team is like an entire wasted year of my life. So I need to feel something. So I will become emotionally attached to the Dodgers because they are that exciting. They do have that much talent, and it's going to be a fun season. It's time for Dodger baseball, and it's time for me to say <laughs> goodbye. Well done, Jared Carabas. You killed it as usual. Thank you, my friend. Uh, I will talk to you soon, and hopefully uh, we can do this before the season starts. Maybe we'll do a little AL East preview at some point. Yes, sir. Thanks for joining us. 877-337-6666. The Rangers won. Three to one. Call me up. Join the show. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The Rangers. <laughs> keep McPherson on the fan. The Rangers keep on rolling. They're a wagon. I I wasn't able to keep up with the end of all the hockey games. The Devils got smacked. Ovechkin had two goals. I'm in here watching the Islanders, though, get back in the win column with an overtime victory. But the Rangers are incredible. Uh, it just is what it is. They're a wagon. Maybe it is their year. I'm not going to ever be the guy to tell you that the Knicks can't win it. The Rangers can't win it because that's not how sports work. Um, if I was that smart that I could predict things like that, I I, I don't know what I would be doing. Um, and I want people to believe. Stay down with your team, right? I, I hate the pessimistic fan that even while the team is winning, they don't want to believe. So Big Zoo is a Rangers fan. Big Zoo just sent me this great win. This came from the broadcast. Eighth straight win. Longest streak since 2015, 2016. And I remember back then, I was working at MTV. It turned into a Rangers town. They turned Bryant Park into all Rangers stuff. I'm not going to hold you. I took some free Rangers stuff home. <laughs> at, at the time, I wasn't a Devils fan yet. I was still up for grabs. Uh, 37 wins. That's the most in the NHL. 20 home wins. That's the second most in the NHL. 24 wins when scoring first. That's the second most in the NHL. 33-2-2 record when allowing three goals or fewer. I know we're 20 days into February, but Rangers fans, it's your time. Call me up, 877-337-6666. You got to believe, and I think there's a lot of people believing, especially since 1994, and that run was exactly 30 years ago. There's a lot of young fans that weren't alive for that. This is your time, right? Zoo is one of them. But there's also some young fans my age. You were a child for that. You were a baby for that. Like, there's a, there's a picture of me with a Mark Messier shirt that I'm going to drop at some point. I just don't want the devil fans to turn on me. I was a child, man. My mom was buying my clothes. <laughs> like, the Rangers won and the Devils won back to back. I had Rangers hats, Devils hats. I had I also had a, a Martin Brodeur shirt. I also had the trading cards and played the... Super NES game, and uh, that's when I, I loved hockey as a kid. I think I think as a kid in the early 90s, most kids were into hockey. Hockey was in a better spot. I, I talked about this the other night, but then when you're a kid and they strike and they lock out, you weren't, you weren't old enough to remember this stuff, Zoo, but I remember being a kid and just not understanding why it wasn't on TV, why they weren't playing. But the NBA was there. You could... Michael Jordan... Yeah, here we are, fast forward from 94 to 2024, and the Rangers look like with Peter LaViolette and this team, and they're banged up. I know they have some injuries. I got to get a list of the banged up injured players that the Rangers are missing, Um, but the fact that they're doing this without all of their guys, with Shesterkin struggling, um, and they they just keep finding ways to win. They just keep finding ways to win. 
Uh, let's take a quick call before we go. Should I? No, let's not take any calls because we're up against it. But here come the Rangers fans. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.